Welcome back to Awaken Exchanges. I'm your host, Jay Rich, and I want to thank you all again for joining me here on The Exchange. We're almost halfway through this year, and it's still hard to believe how fast time flies. Before we get into the intro this week, I just wanted to mention that Awaken Vapes will be one of the sponsors of the Oregon Hemp Fest this year. This is the first and only licensed hemp fest outside of Seattle, and it's going to be held in Oakland, Oregon, underneath some amazingly beautiful skies on July 17th and 18th of this year. I hope that you get the chance to join us there, and if you have any suggestions for topics or guests, I do listen to the listeners, so please email me from our website or contact me on Twitter at Awaken Exchanges. I hope to have a full, diverse, and interesting schedule for the rest of this year so that you can keep joining us and never get bored. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and skip any rant or outside topic to start the show this week, mostly because I'm focused on a few things that I'm going to be sharing with you in the coming weeks. But that said, as Awaken Brand's dream of building a self-sustained planned community gets closer and closer to fruition, I've had the good fortune of meeting a few people like this week's guest, Chelsea Jeter. Chelsea and I met up while I was in Austin, and we had a great off-air conversation about how she transitioned into holistic health, including Ayurveda and Reiki healing techniques. I want to thank her for coming on to the exchange and sharing this wonderful conversation with me. I hope that it helps explain a bit more about why holistic health and wellness is an important thing for everyone to get to know about. Before we get to the interview, here's a brief rundown of our sponsors. First off, I want to thank all of you personally for your support. Just listening and sharing this podcast with your friends gives me a reason to keep providing the best content that I can. If you have the means and would like to contribute personally, please take a look at our Patreon page where you will get access to exclusive content and deals. As for our other sponsors, Awaken Vapes was the first of the Awaken brands and has been helping you modulate your high with CBD-only, high-terpene vape products since 2019. Genesis Farms has been making the highest quality medicinal RSO among many other fantastic products, starting with the medical community back before 2010. And last but definitely not least, the Caramel Corn Company, bringing you caramel corn the way it was meant to be. And remember, if you enjoy this podcast, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on YouTube, or follow us wherever else you're listening. And if you can, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I know every podcast says it, but that's because it really does help spread the word. You can also support us on Patreon or connect with us on the social media of your choice. We are at Awakened Exchanges on Facebook and Instagram and at Awaken Exchanges on Twitter. All right, now stay tuned and thank you for listening to Awakened Exchanges. Genesis Farms was founded on the belief in cannabis's ability to heal. Genesis Farms is more than a brand. They're a compassionate community of like-minded individuals that generate top-quality cannabis products made with love and care. Community outreach is always on their mind, and their partnerships with Grow for Vets and Parents for Pot was just the beginning to what they hope to accomplish in the coming years. You can find their products on the best dispensary shelves across the state of Oregon. Their RSO is the most consistent quality in the state. Their tinctures are second to none. And their personal massage oil will have you and your partner both coming back for more. Find them on Facebook and Instagram and ask for them in your local dispensary today. Don't forget to listen to Sean's interview here on Awakened Exchanges. It's episode number three. The Caramel Corn Company is bringing you caramel corn the way it was meant to be. Made with premium ingredients in small, handcrafted batches and completely gluten-free. The flavors include original, roasted cashew, salted almond, mixed nut, spicy sriracha, white morsel macadamia, peanut butter, butterscotch, and my personal favorites, chocolate drizzle and raspberry caramel apple. I can't say enough about how delicious this caramel corn is. It makes a great gift any time of the year. You can find them on sale in Portland area Market of Choice locations and online again here real soon. Visit CaramelCornCompany.com for more information today. Remember, buying local supports small businesses and keeps your money building your community. 
And last but not least, Awaken Vapes has been bringing you some of the highest quality CBD vape cartridges since ringing in the new year in 2019. I became passionate about cannabis after a car wreck left me with major migraines and no prescribed pills helped alleviate any of the symptoms. Having only tried cannabis a handful of times in high school and college, it was a doctor's recommendation that led me to give cannabis another try. Only then did I realize that we'd all been at least a little misled about the health benefits of this amazing plant. Despite the unexpected break because of the vape ban and then a global health crisis, the business is stronger than ever and we invite you to check out our updated website today. We are still offering our three varieties with new improved terpene formulations and enhanced flavor to go along with the custom blended terpene effect profiles. Check back at awakenvapes.com for any updates. You can always email us about wholesaling or white labeling opportunities as well. Welcome to Awakened Exchanges. I'm very glad you're able to join us today. Me too. Thanks for having me. So can you do me a favor and tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. So uh, my name is Chelsea Jeter. I'm a holistic health specialist, board certified holistic health specialist. Um, and I use functional medicine um, to work with usually women who have chronic skin, weight, and health issues um, to feel more comfortable in their body. Very interesting. So we've had some time to talk off air before, and you've led a very interesting life, traveling around the world, exploring things in a way that not many people do these days. Can you tell us about how a little bit about your travel and how you ended up in Austin doing your naturopathy work? <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> where to start? Um, so as we'll get into a little bit later, um, there's a modality called Ayurveda that connects your personality with your constitution and, and the way that you digest and the different foods that are best for you. Um, so it's funny because as we're talking about this, I'm thinking about the Vata type <laughs> which is like air and ether and you know is moving around constantly um <laughs> is like kind of changeable indecisive but you know having a lot of fun stuff like that <laughs> so that that describes me pretty well um I'd say in so. my younger years uh but definitely did a lot of moving uh I I grew up in Iowa and I moved to Virginia to, uh, I don't know, go back to school, I guess. Yeah. And I ended, that's where I ended up getting into holistic medicine for the first time, um, which I'm sure we'll get into in a bit. <laughs> but so I started there, um, went on a really big, long road trip, uh, <laughs> ended up in Austin for a little bit, then L.A., then back to Austin. Uh, lived here for a few years, went to Tokyo actually. And then when I came back to the States, I was in San Francisco and I just got back to Austin in, uh, winter 2019. So, so just right before, before everything shut down. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. keep pulling me back. I was going to say, so, so you've been there three times and something must keep calling out to you. Exactly. Yeah. Mostly the people as anyone that's been to Austin probably, probably knows that's a huge, a huge draw for Austin. Absolutely. And even at a million people, it can still feel like a, a, a city you can really live in. Mm -hmm. The biggest small town. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that lead into the holistic healing. You said you, you first got involved in that in Virginia. Yeah, I did. Um, so I, this all kind of melds together, I guess, but I actually grew up with a chronic illness. Um, I, from the age of eight, I would have 
seizures, uh, which seemed kind of random at first, but then after a while we figured out that they were connected to low blood sugar. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I essentially had the lower end of diabetes. Oh, which wow. doctors kept telling me, which doctors kept telling me was not possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, so <laughs> essentially diabetics, um, you know, they have, they have a high blood sugar, but because they take insulin manually, they also have the opportunity to go way too low. Yeah. Um, uh, I think like normal, normal blood sugar is like, 60s to 80s for someone who doesn't have diabetes and someone with diabetes, they really try to stay like below 140. Um, it's a but, big range. So, yeah. So when you have diabetes and you, you go low, they can go almost as low as like 30s and 20s if mm. they take too much insulin. And that's almost like comatose. Um, so that's like, that's a big thing for diabetics to try to, like not go low <laughs> I had, uh, that's the scarier part yeah i have a friend named uh, jerome who uh he would have to time out some insulin before some of you know bigger meals and stuff like that and uh i've seen him get too low once or twice and thought he was uh well i've seen him pass out but that you know it's a scary thing to witness yeah Definitely. And it, it doesn't feel very good either. I imagine, um, <laughs> you know, um, the, the term hangry that <laughs> I don't know if you witnessed your friend kind of getting a little bit strange before yeah. they pass out. Yes, yeah. So essentially, yeah, essentially the brain only runs on insulin or only runs on blood sugar. So when you don't have any blood sugar, your brain just kind of can't function and you kind of seem a little bit, um, like mentally impaired. Yeah. He seemed uh, almost disassociative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, um, we figured out that that was happening with me kind of a, kind of a whole journey with that, um, with doctors not really caring or, (laughs) or believing me. Um, which I think a lot of people have that experience at this point. Yeah. Uh, but when I was about 18, I realized that I had a gluten allergy (laughs) just through a lot of different things. You know, my, my stomach started hurting, um, after I would eat certain things and that had never really been a symptom before that just kind of takes some time to develop, Yeah. you know? Um, after having an allergy for a while, but so essentially we figured out that all my blood sugar issues, all of the, all of the seizure issues and, you know, passing out from low blood sugar were actually a gluten allergy. Um, uh, an extreme I didn't know about that could happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't really heard of it since, but apparently, you know, I definitely had an auto autoimmune reaction to gluten, a cumulative reaction where it put pressure on my pancreas to not be able to regulate my insulin, uh, effectively. So I would, you know, I'd eat something with sugar and my body would overproduce insulin, uh, just like, like squirt it out. I don't know. I could just make way too much. Uh, it was overly sensitive. And so that's why I would just like dip really low if I were to ever have sugar or even like grains or just carbs in general, it would kind of, um, act that way. And then when I stopped eating gluten, that completely went away. I've never had another seizure, uh, completely stopped having issues with, with sugar and my blood sugar in general. Um, yeah, I, I remember not ever being able to eat sugar, like never, mm. like had to look at the back of everything and then even like, uh, processed flowers or anything like that couldn't, you know. It's really a big shouldn't change do that. for most uh, diets in the US. <laughs> and for a teenager. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was it was very strange. Yeah. Very um very different for a teenager. Uh but yeah, so long story short, about eighteen we figured that out and that's when I was just like, Wow, health is crazy. 
like all these, <laughs> this thing that you would never have thought was, could be connected with, you know, the underlying cause and, yeah. you know, and also just kind of sick with, sick of the, the modern medical industry at that point, having had no one really care to look into what this was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cause it was actually funny. I remember talking to my primary care physician and being like, yeah, you know, I think we did some kind of test early in the morning and I had to fast for six, 12 hours or something, which was just like scary for me because I could really dip low and, and pass out easily. So, um, and then afterward, you know, I'm, I'm like shaking at that point because my blood sugar is so low after this test and they try to give me apple juice. And I'm just like, I cannot drink that. Like I've told you so many times and they always just kind of roll their eyes. Like I was being insane. Yes. And I, um, and I was just like, I can't drink that. You know, I have, I have low blood sugar and they're like, you can't have chronic low blood sugar. It has to be caused by something. And I'm like, cool. So can you help me figure out what that is? No, we just want to ignore it. Yes. They just never like ever did anything about it. It just blows my mind being in this industry now and being, you know, a healthcare practitioner. If someone, you know, I find out anything is uncomfortable for someone I'm working with. I'm like, wow, let's like really see what we can do about that. And they're just like, whatever. I just, I just don't understand. Um, (laughs) It becomes their job as opposed to any kind of a passion to help people at some point. Yeah. They're just like checking the boxes. I don't know. (laughs) But (laughs) so that was kind of my introduction to a more holistic whole body, you know, because holistic really, the definition of it is whole body. Um, so that was my, my uh, introduction to thinking about health in a more systemic and whole body through a whole body lens. And, you know, I, I, you know, because I had those issues with gluten for so long and it did become gastrointestinal, I think I was 19 or 20 and I went back to school and I started to have all of I started to have all these issues with allergies, food allergies, um, because my digestive system was weakened, you know, from all the gluten stuff, and I'd never quite re-fortified it or healed it after all that kind of trauma from the gluten. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> when I was 20, this is after I moved to Virginia, I all of a sudden had all of these food allergies, you know, I kept I did this elimination diet because I like I was getting really really sick. I couldn't sleep at all. <laughs> My skin was like turning purple. I like couldn't eat anything. I'd get like That's... rashes and headaches and like yeah. stomach aches. And I was just like, "What is going on? Like I'm way too young for for this shit." <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I ended up eliminating all these foods and figuring out exactly which allergies I had. And it was so many, it was insane. I was like, this is not natural (laughs) for a human. It was, um, you know, gluten, which I'd been avoiding since that whole debacle with, um, you know, blood sugar. Yeah. And I avoided dairy because the protein in dairy is very similar to gluten, very, you know, difficult to digest. And I, kind of realized I had an issue with it too. But then I all of a sudden had an issue with all nuts, all seeds, all oils, except for olive oil because it doesn't come from a seed. Um, and I was allergic to chocolate, corn. Oh. Um, Just eliminating all, everything. Literally everything. Yeah, like nightshade vegetables, which is a really difficult one because it's onions, tomatoes, potatoes, eggplant, and peppers. So pretty much what you flavor things with. Yeah. And then go ahead. I was just going to say that doesn't uh, leave a whole lot of spice. It really doesn't. And then I was actually allergic to pretty much all spices except for herbs because spices are mostly seeds. So, um, yeah, I really, I was having issues. (laughs) It was a lot. I could eat like chicken and greens with nothing on it. (laughs) And like, (laughs) 
<laughs> a little bit of rice, but that was kind of like, you know, I wasn't allergic to it, but it didn't make me feel that great. But so, yeah, I was having all these issues and just like, what do I do? So you were and, eating like a professional fighter, basically, without training or being able to actually do any of the other bulking or whatever. Yeah, and, and feeling pretty awful and oh. being pretty like emaciated pretty much like I I had just gotten to this point where I was like yeah I don't think I'm gonna make it to 30 like <laughs> I'm probably the sickliest person that I know like yeah and I remember I was with a friend one day and I what are they they're talking about uh they they turned me on to this this diet called the gap diet and they're like, did you know that there's this diet that's supposed to be able to like reverse allergies? And I was like, no, <laughs> please yeah. point me in the direction of this. So I what found was it, that you know, again? GAPS diet, G-A-P-S. Okay. And essentially it's like a very difficult to follow diet. It's <sighs> very good for you. It's all about healing the gut. It has to do with um, bone broth. And you like cook everything like really thoroughly. So it's super easy to digest. So basically there's just no lift on your digestive system. So it can just fully heal itself. You do the bone broth with all like collagen and you do like all these um, organ meats to get all these minerals and like different um, good fats to help restore your digestive system. And you're supposed to just do that for a few weeks. Uh, so that everything can heal because the the tenet here is that allergies are caused by a weakened digestive system, which is true. Food allergies, especially even environmental allergies. There's been a lot of studies where they, because uh, I mean, your, your gut is your immune system, yeah, right? Definitely so linked together been, very well. Yeah, and there's, there's been a lot of studies with uh, vitamin C even, you know, it truly supports the mm-hmm. immune system that when you have environmental allergies and you take the actual amount of vitamin C that your body needs, that your, your environmental allergies are brought way down, like oh. all your symptoms. So, yes. Sounds like I need and, to but, uh, check my multivitamins again one of these days. <laughs> yeah. Generally in a multivitamin, it's not quite enough vitamin C. Um, vitamin C is something that you can take, quite a bit of I think like a, a thousand milligrams is recommended as a place to start to actually be getting you know enough I, I really don't think there's that much in any multivitamin multivitamin that I've ever seen <clears throat> but yeah anyway so I'm trying this diet my roommates hate me <laughs> I'm like <laughs> cooking all the time boiling things making bone broth from literal bones like a few times a week and just like really, really trying. I'm having a lot of trouble getting past dairy though. Um, <laughs> like being able to re being able to reintroduce that into my diet without issues. And so I'm really frustrated. Um, I'm like, okay, I need a practitioner. <laughs> I need to find someone who does this to help guide me through this. And I ended up finding someone who did another allergy reversal technique. Um, that was in the city that I lived in. I lived in Charlottesville at the time. And so I went to see her and I'm just like at the end of my rope at this point, you know, even, even through all of this, I went to a gastroenterologist. I went to an allergist. I went to all the normal doctors again, just to see. And they pretty much were like, Oh wow, that sucks. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Can't (laughs) do anything on the way out. (laughs) And so it was really, yeah, it was really crazy. Uh, and so I finally, I go to see this this woman who's, who's a naturopathic doctor, um, you know, holistic health practitioner, and she claims to do this allergy reversal technique. So I go and see her, and I'm just like, cool, I have no idea if this is going to work. I have no idea if this person is, you know, a total crackpot but since I have nothing to lose we are gonna try it (laughs) and I did and I get there and in an hour and a half she explained everything that had ever happened to me with my health since I was eight so thoroughly and she connected all of it and it all made so much sense and I was like 
what the hell? What the hell? You know, like how, why couldn't somebody tell me this twenty years or ten years ago at least? Exactly. Yeah, it was. It was just so wild. The the difference between all these doctors that I'd gone to and who just didn't seem to care, who didn't, you know, really dig in past their, you know, niche or whatever, and really didn't want to think outside the box at all and didn't want to connect, you know, the different systems of the body. Cause I think they're all, they're all connected. They all influence each other. If you're having an issue on your skin, it's not your skin that yeah. is having the issue. It's your gut. This is, this is the end of the line. You know, you can't treat the end of the line or you're not, ever, it's not ever going to go away. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing this woman just like so impressed from the first, from the first session. And we get through, we work with her just hard for like three or four months. And by the time we're done, I have a totally new body. Um, I was always just really kind of like, skinny in some places held held weight weird in other places like my whole chest was just like bones um i you know my skin was turning this weird color i had like acne <laughs> like my skin was all like ruddy um and after i'm done working with her i have muscle i'd never had muscle ever <laughs> like I, I before before i saw her i worked out every day i would like lift weights and stuff and I would just get like a little bit more, just a little bit more muscle. And that's all I could ever gain. And I had to stop working out when I was seeing her because I didn't have time. Cause I'd like, I don't know. All my time was dedicated to this. And I took an extra job cause you know, I'm like 20. Yeah. I took an, an extra restaurant job to like afford it. And, um, I had all this muscle like in my arms, like in my chest that I'd never had. Just when from I was working uh, out. changing your diet and getting things back under control so your body could actually process it the way it wanted to. Yeah, from actually being able to process protein for the first time in my life, That's like amazing. properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my skin was just beautiful all of a sudden, like glow, like I was getting all my vitamins, I guess, you know. And so a lot of this was fixing the gut, um, reversing food allergies, which you can do, which a lot of people don't think you can do. You can do it with environmental allergies, food allergies, all the things. And so finally being able to process and absorb nutrients from all these things that I never had been able to before was just a game changer. Like my, my entire body was different, my entire digestion. And so after that, I was like, Hey, how did you do this? Because I kind of think I want to do it. (laughs) I feel like people need this. And so I ended up, you know, working under her for a while. Um, I went to school to, I studied to be a naturopathic doctor. Um, you know, I got certified in that, um, got board certified and now here we are. Well, you've done an amazing thing with the, the last decade, I have to say. Um, and you, you were saying that holistic healing is basically whole body health. Um, can you tell us how you actually go about determining what you need to integrate for your clients, what kind of thing, uh, diagnosis process you would go through or diagnostic process, excuse me. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's different for everyone. And that's probably one of the main tenets of holistic medicine is that everything is super personalized for each person that comes to see me. Um, you know, because you could be having headaches, and like, let's say, let's, let's say five people are having headaches and each one of them is probably going to have a different reason why, you know, there, there are general places that you can start looking like the liver, you know, congested liver is generally, um, a really good starting point for, for eliminating headaches, uh, because liver gallbladder are really, really indicated in headaches, mm-hmm. but you know, the reason why someone has liver congestion is going to be different in everyone. Like, do they have food allergies? Like, are they, um, you know, not digesting things very well? Do they have gallstones? Like, all these different things. And, sorry, go ahead. I was just thinking, so that's a lot of the difference with uh, you versus, like, a a regular 
Western doctor, a lot of times they're just looking at getting rid of the symptoms. Like, okay, you have a headache, go take some Tylenol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or get on a, um, a protocol of baby aspirin for the rest of your life. If mm. you have migraines <laughs> um, to like thin your blood, I guess I'm like, no, <laughs> um, yeah, like migraines can be very hormonal too. And so it's like, why aren't we looking at like, why are the hormones causing migraines? Like that's, that's pretty much how I work with people. Um, so yeah, if someone comes to see me, like number one, I'm actually going to listen to them. <laughs> and number two, we're going to try to make it. I know. Number two, we're going to try to make it so that this isn't an issue for you anymore, that you're not reliant on something to kind of band-aid the issue. But um, I know you asked me kind of how I work with diagnostics with people. Um, so I work with functional medicine tests. Uh, I, have a, I have some different labs that I work with. Um, I generally start people with an IgG test, which is a food allergy test okay. and sensitivities, um, which most people, most people <laughs> have something that they are sensitive to uh, that they don't know about. And it's, you know, when it's a low level allergy like that, or some people call them sensitivities, I call them allergies because in, in Eastern medicine, Anything that your body has an adverse reaction to is called an allergy. Gotcha. So, yeah, in, in Eastern medicine. But I know that people try to make some kind of distinction here. Um, and I know that, you know, um, there, there are definitely uh, anaphylactic allergies, and that is a little bit different. Um, but generally, I just call them allergies because, you know, Eastern medicine. Yeah. Uh, I work with that a little bit more. So we do IgG tests. Uh, most people have something very interesting come back. It's usually something that they eat a lot of. Mm. You know, I had um, someone that I worked with where they ate a grapefruit and eggs every day and they had trouble with grapefruit and eggs. So <laughs> <laughs> they eliminated that. And it is, it's, it's, you know, even people that are pretty in tune with their bodies, there can be some something that they're sensitive to, like onions. Onions are in everything. You know, in yeah, in the absolutely. form of onion powder. You know, if you're having if you're having issues with onions, it's really difficult to to isolate that because um, you're not just eating an onion; you're eating it in your other foods. You're eating a taco. Yeah. You're eating not even you know even without onions on the taco, you're eating a taco that and the meat has been you know seasoned, seasoned with onion powder. Yeah. So it is. Uh, you know, it's difficult to isolate foods anymore because we combine so many foods all the time. And so it's really, it's helpful to kind of, to get some numbers on these things, you know, to really like, <laughs> to really suss out what could be, what could be hindering your system. And then I usually do a stool analysis test. It's also called a GI map to assess the different levels of bacteria in your gut. Uh, so that can be candida. Uh, it also tests for things like parasites, which are actually very common uh, and something that Western medicine does not really look at, care about, whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, candida and parasites are both things that, that Western medicine just won't look for. But they really, I, one of my mentors, 95% of everyone who came through her practice in her 45 years of practicing had one or the other or both. Wow. So yeah, it's just, it's just one of those, one of those gut things, you know, and like the gut is, is a core is a, you know, a core part of my practice working with the gut. And, um, so we do usually a stool analysis test. We see where are your, where are your levels of good bacteria at, where are, your levels of bacteria that shouldn't be there. <laughs> Those are usually higher than the good bacteria. We call it <laughs> dysbiosis. Uh, so, you know, we work with leveling that out. We work with um, eliminating candida, which is also another form of dysbiosis. But candida is pretty insidious. You know, it can live in the brain. It can live in the spinal column, um, in the lungs, and just cause a lot of issues. And it causes leaky gut as well because it irritates the gut lining and leaky gut causes 
you know, allergies and autoimmune issues because I don't know, this is getting very deep, but <laughs> no, uh, the, the cells in the intestines, you know, when they start to kind of loosen, um, you know, when they're irritated, it's called kind of perforation in the gut lining, larger pieces of food make their way into the bloodstream and the body just goes into attack mode because it thinks mm. that it, you know, bacteria, yeah. viruses, invaders. And so this is a main way that people's immune systems are, you know, heightened. They're, they're put on the attack uh, and, you know, autoimmune, you know, your, your body, it, it's a main way that the immune system starts to be dysregulated. It and starts fighting so itself gut, or right? fighting things that, uh, aren't necessarily its main job because your gut yeah. health and stuff like that are not in check. Yeah, exactly. And so this is also how the body creates antibodies for food mm. and, and creates food allergies. Um, yes. Where was I going to go with that? So yeah. So candida, um, this is one of the things that, you know, seem so far removed from digestion and the things that you eat that are really, really closely tied, as well as, you know, when people come to me with um, mental health issues, brain fog, things like that, these are super intrinsically tied to the gut and the microbiome because when our microbiome is healthy, it actually, in the gut, the gut makes like 80% of our serotonin, serotonin, wow. uh, when the, mic when the microbiome is healthy, because it's the bacteria that are actually part of this process. But if you have dysbiosis, you're actually creating the byproducts from those bacteria that aren't supposed to be there from candida, from parasites. They actually imbalance the brain chemistry to cause anxiety and depression. Um, basically your body has become this little toxin factory of things that are imbalancing the brain chemistry. So when you go to, you know, a psychologist uh, and they want to put you on a pharmaceutical to balance your brain chemistry, it's, you know, I don't know. Just when people are trying to say, you know, just to be happier or just like feel better, <laughs> just like think, think brighter. It's like, no, there really is a chemical imbalance here. But the best way to deal with it is not, you know, supplementing brain chemicals. It's, it's to remove what's gotcha. imbalancing it in the first place. Yeah. Get to the um, root as opposed to just adding more randomness to your body. Exactly. Yeah. And I have so many people come to me with brain fog anymore and they just don't realize it's, it's, it's usually candida. I mean, it's either a thyroid issue, which, you know, these are the two main things I've seen, but I've, other, I've also seen other things just be very unique to the person. Yeah. But, you know, thyroid issues um, or candida, which, you know, the thyroid issue is usually the end of a cascade of something caused with the gut, with allergies, with the pH being off, um, with the adrenals making too much cortisol, which depresses the thyroid, you know, something like that. But with the candida, I've had a lot of clients that we go through a candida cleanse and they're just like, Oh my God, I thought I was becoming stupid. <laughs> like I, I was, I remember, you know, in school I used to write these papers and I used to be, you know, really smart and like carry on these conversations. And lately I've just felt like, I can't think of the right word. Like it's right on the tip of my tongue. It's right there. I can all see it, but I just can't, can't like say it. I can't isolate it. And now we did this clint. Like I had no idea this could be connected, but I feel smart again. It feels like my vocabulary is back. Um, <laughs> my, my thoughts just click together so much more easily. And they're just like, I had no idea that could happen. Yeah. Because of something with my gut. I, I am still, I like to, to think that I'm, you know, fairly educated on this stuff, but it's still fairly new, especially, uh, just talking with you, how little I actually really know about it. Yeah. I hear that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, you mentioned Ayurveda actually a little bit earlier on. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what that is and how you utilize that as well? Totally. So I love Ayurveda. You know, even functional medicine has its weak spot um, where we do a lot of telling telling people what not to eat, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you get into, into allergies and food sensitivities, um, there's a lot of, okay, well, we need to eliminate this from the diet and we're going to, you know, clean, clean up our water source. So we're eliminating, you know, the, these toxins from our, you know, there's a lot of eliminating going on, but we don't, you know, in that particular train of thought there, you know, some, some doctors, um, incorporate their own, their own guidelines, but, um, there isn't a lot of telling people what they should eat to feel better. You know, I know there are like diets like keto and paleo and all of that, but which are more restrictions um, than necessarily. They're more, they're more restrictions than, than like, here's what's going to build your body Mm -hmm. and support your digestive system. Right. So Ayurveda is different in that sense. Um, and it's also different in the way that, the main pieces of Ayurveda is that it's built around things called doshas, which are basically constitutional types that we're able to kind of piece together um, what someone's constitutional type is by looking at, you know, their body composition, uh, the way they adjust, and their personality, mm. which is super interesting and yeah. a very new train of thought in in western medicine um and just in the western world but when you think about it it really makes sense like the vata type tends to be kind of flighty kind of indecisive a little bit more anxious they're very in their head they're like overthinking things um yes overthinking things anxious (laughs) (laughs) a more more anxious person and uh don't have a lot of you know, stillness or groundedness to them. So, you know, naturally and chemically and physiologically, this does contribute to lessened uh, stomach acid production and the production of pretty much all of the uh, all of the digestive fluids. Because when we're anxious, we are in fight or flight which I'm sure most people have heard of by now, mm-hmm. but it's essentially it's a shift from the parasympathetic to the sympathetic nervous system. And the parasympathetic is the state that we need to be in in order to digest fully. Um, and this is a state of rest, rest and digest. And so okay. when we're, when we're anxious, um, when we're, when we're in our head, when we're, when we're at work and you know, we have a deadline, like we're in sympathetic, and all of our, all of our energy, all of our body's focus is on our limbs. It pulls all of the energy out of the digestive system. Um, it doesn't have anything that it needs to do what it needs to do. And, you know, we're focused on trying to run away from things. That's our, you know, our biological <laughs> makeup and engineering from when we were like cavemen and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and had real threats that weren't work deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and weren't so running away from it, the it, copy machine. You were actually running away from, you know, tigers and yeah, they were two tigers, stuff like <laughs> that. Uh, and so this really makes sense. Like our the way that we think, the way that we handle stress, um, who we are generally as a person really affects our digestive system. So with the vata type, it's recommended to do cooked foods. Um, soups, stews, things with warming spices, oatmeal in the morning, something, mm. something warm and kind of like easy to digest as opposed to a bar, as opposed to, um, eating granola. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe if you put milk in it and the milk is warm and you put like a bunch of cinnamon on it, like that, <laughs> that could be something, but dry and crunchy things, not so good for people who have trouble making digestive juices right because it's just kind of like doesn't quite get digested literally Um, harder to digest yeah exactly so 
eating things in soup form, eating, you know, things that um, will help saturate our system a little bit with liquids. Those are super helpful. Um, cold things, not so good for Vata types because it takes a lot of energy to warm things up in the stomach mm. and in the digestive system because they have to be at room temperature before we can absorb them. So these are things that are helpful for Vata. And then there's like Pitta types who are, are overachievers, who <laughs> are super focused. They tend to not be stressed out super easily, um, but they put a lot of stress on their body by having a lot of goals and having a lot of, um, and being super ambitious and, you know, kind of being those big personalities that just have a lot of force behind them, right? They tend no towards inflammation. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> they um, tend to have a lot of inflammation in their body. They tend to have a lot of heat. They tend toward, um, you know, rashes on the skin even. Mm. Um, and so they need to be cooled down. They need, um, they do better with roughage. They do better with things with a lot of fiber. Um, they do better with raw food. And, you know, a little bit less of they don't do well with spicy things <laughs> so really? like hot peppers yeah they uh yeah so like beet cucumbers like roughage like kale um you know they do well with proteins as well because they need to uh fuel their adrenals and whatnot but they generally have much stronger digestive systems. Um, they usually make enough stomach acid so they can do those raw, um, more difficult to break down things. Yeah. And then there's kapha, which uh, generally are they're those very calm people that you really just can't shake. They're just <laughs> super grounded. They like to nap. They, they like to just kind of like snack and they love food, you know, um, they tend toward holding a little bit more weight and having a little bit more trouble, um, losing it. And so these people are just really, really chill. They, have, they also, they actually tend to have more of an atonic digestive system, which means that it's just kind of like loose and not, um, not creating peristalsis, peristalsis peristalsis movement <laughs> as word. much as they should be. I know it's an easy one to trip over, but so their intestines aren't, you know, doing that little dance of like tightening and releasing to move food along as well. Cause they're just so relaxed, you know? Gotcha. So they actually need things like spicy food. Um, they need things with a lot of fiber as well. Um, they don't do as well. They need, they need things to kind of break down mucus. Um, so they do well with cayenne and spicy things and lots of fiber. Um, but you know, not so much sweet things, not so much fatty things. Mm. Uh, cause, but yeah, so they need like a spicy things to kind of create that, that peristalsis and to move mucus out of the body. So now are these fixed states or can they change as you age or other factors change in your life? Oh, they can definitely change. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I, so in, in Ayurveda, there is a, um, idea of Prakriti and Vikriti. <laughs> okay. Love all these, love all these Indian words, Hindi words, but, um, they, uh, this has to do with kind of your true state and then your kind of altered state or like okay. where you are right now. So kind of how you were as a kid is kind of your true state. Before and you've messed up so, the rest of your body through whatever ways we do it. Yeah. Or even your, or even your like emotional state, you mm, know, mm -hmm. um, like in before meditation. you became a nervous mess. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah. You know, in Buddhist thought, you always you're trying to get back to child mind anyway. Mm -hmm. But go ahead. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. So no, you're good. Um, but yeah. So for me, as an example, I am 
Teta. Um, predominantly, this is how I'm, I'm meant to be. This is how I was when I was when I was a child, and what I'm getting back to now. Uh, but you know, I think I'm like 50% Teta, like 40% Bada, 10% Kappa. Like, no, no Earth with me. <laughs> I'm not a very grounded person, um, and whatever. That's okay. I work on it. But so the past, I don't know, maybe five, six years, very, very Vata imbalance, much more anxiety than I used to have uh, when I was younger, uh, much more flightiness, uh, difficult, difficulty concentrating and just, you know, not having a home for many years, (laughs) like all these, all these um, mental emotional factors really factor into the way your body digests. So, um, you know, I just recently have really gotten much closer to my, my Pitta nature as, you know, is coming through with like, actually am like having some skin, some skin (laughs) issues. I'm like, Oh my God, wow. I'm Pitta. (laughs) All of a sudden I haven't had issues with that in years. Um, so yeah, definitely something that can change. Definitely something that's movable and something that if you're, you know, out of balance with, you're able to kind of move back into balance. So um, there's something else I wanted to get to before we run out of time. Uh, you also use Reiki, right? Yeah, I do. So can you tell us a little bit about what Reiki is and uh, what you actually do with it? Sure. Yeah. So I'll kind of start with how I got into it, I guess. Uh, So with my first mentor, the one who made me feel a whole lot better (laughs) when I was like 2021. Very grateful um, for her. Very grateful for her. Uh, So I start working under her and learning all of the allergy reversal stuff, functional medicine stuff, um, physiology all the things and she's like okay so we're doing all of this but you should really learn this thing called reiki which i can teach you because it's something that she did as well because she's like you know in order to be a really thorough practitioner and to be the most effective practitioner you really need to be able to you know she's like we work with root cause right Mm -hmm. like that's the main main tenant of our practice. So in order to be a really effective practitioner, you need to be able to have something in your tool belt to address people whose root cause is mental emotional, because that's really, I mean, as we just talked about with, um, you know, Ayurveda and, you know, Vata, you know, just being how anxiety affects our digestion, Mm -hmm. you know, if this is the root cause, you need to have something in your tool belt, tool belt to be able to, to work with this, with people. Um, so she suggested Reiki and, you know, I got into that. I, I was trained under her in one type of Reiki. Um, after I got to Austin, I trained all the way to master teacher level with something called angelic Reiki. Wow. And, you know, I am a very logical person, to be honest. That's how I grew up. Um, I thought acupuncture was bullshit (laughs) until, you know, I worked with this uh, holistic practitioner when I was 2021 and her allergy reversal technique had to do with acupressure. And like I said, at that point, I was just like, dude, whatever. (laughs) I have nothing to lose. (laughs) Right? And it, it helped so much. It made such a huge difference that I was like, wow, so what else, you know, based on this premise? is also effective yeah and reiki happened to be one of those things um because it you know runs chi similar to acupuncture and acupressure but it's really helpful for anxiety depression um and self-discovery essentially uh so there are a lot of you know and from a neuroscience perspective as well if our if our brain doesn't want us to be healthy or doesn't want an organ to work well, or, you know, if it, you know, if it doesn't want our digestion to work well, then it won't. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're getting into a little bit more of, you know, like some, some neuroscience uh, things here. But, you know, essentially, if there's some kind of belief system that where someone believes that they're safer being sick or that they need to be sick, um, which is actually more common <laughs> than you think, you know, it's like your subconscious is so separate from your conscious mind. Like in our conscious mind, we're like, no, of course I want money. Yeah. Like, of course I want to, you know, I want this raise at this job. Of course I want to be healthy. This is really uncomfortable. But, you know, even just with my own experience, you know, this is actually something personal <laughs> that I um, realized because after, you know, having these health issues and having, a couple of lingering health issues after and just being like, dude, I work in holistic medicine. Like I obviously know everything physiological to support all these things, but they aren't really shifting. Um, I, you know, did a bunch of subconscious work and realized that when I was a teenager, you know, when I had all those issues with passing out and having seizures Mm -hmm. and all of that, I realized that the only time that I felt like I was getting the love and attention that I needed or support was when I was having a health crisis. And this is like a very, very deep psychological belief. So So, it sounds a little bit like uh, Munchausen as opposed to like Munchausen by proxy or um, even a little bit of placebo effect. Uh, We make things more effective because we believe in them or we don't kind of a thing. Kind of. I, you know, if, Please like I said, me. like if the brain, if the brain wants you to be, if the brain doesn't want you to be healthy, if the brain doesn't want an organ to work, it, it just won't. Like I, so the thing I was having trouble with was stomach acid production, okay. which is really, really rare in a, in a young adult, um, much more common, like 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, and so I wasn't making stomach acid doing every, like giving my body everything it needed to make the stomach acid, you know, supporting it in all the ways, trying all these like experimental things we've been <laughs> for the stomach and stomach acid just wouldn't, just wouldn't work. Um, and so I went really deep with these kind of subconscious beliefs and, and with things like Reiki and was able to, you know, have that realization that it didn't feel like it was safe for me to be fully healthy because it felt like I would never have like love or support like it, it felt like I needed to be sick in order to have love or support okay. um, on this deep subconscious level and when I realized that and started working with it my stomach started making stomach acid again like I know that wow. sounds pretty out there but it yeah it was the only thing that helped so it really when I say things like this I don't mean that you know when I tell people that it's been an emotional you know, I don't mean that it's all in your head. And I don't mean that. Like, I it's, I think it's very, very real in the well, body. And I think that I maybe I misspoke when I was talking about the placebo effect side of that is um, that we, when we believe in the medicine or we believe we're going to get the medicine, it actually will work whether or not there is a compound in it. And that's our, I, I think of that as our, our body just, you know, Believing that, okay, we are doing something, we're taking the right steps. And the same thing, like you said, if your body doesn't want to take those steps, if your you know, subconsciously doesn't want to to make that work, you can actually get the, the negative effects or the, the nocebo effects as well. Yeah, exactly. And like I'm working with someone right now where their biggest pain point is their adrenal health. Mm. And the adrenals are where we make adrenaline um, and all of our, all of our energy hormones. They're like our energy reserves. And when they get low, there's all kinds of things that, you know, come with that, Um, with digestion, with um, not being able to sleep anymore, uh, like sleeping super disrupted because your cortisol levels are spiking all the time because your adrenals haven't gotten what they need for a while. It's very uncomfortable, you know, and a lot of people have this issue, but I'm working with someone who's actually a healthcare practitioner. So it's a very similar thing. She knows exactly what to do. She's doing all of it. She's, you know, doing her best to get sleep. She's eating 
Um, she's eating enough protein. She's taking all the adaptogens, but she's just having these unending issues with her adrenals. And so we were doing, which is stress, right? And mm-hmm. so we're doing this, this kind of discovery uh, work with Reiki and with these subconscious, subconscious uh, modalities and realizing that she, you know, she has some trauma from her earlier years around um, body dysmorphia, um, you know, and eating in general and just, you know, some ways that her parents interact and stuff like that. And we discovered that she was feeling super unsafe in her body because um, she'd gained a little bit of weight. Um, and essentially she felt like if she didn't look a certain way, her husband was going to leave her. She was never going to be loved. Like she, um, you know, like she was never going to be successful. It was just all this Mm -hmm. really deep stuff that was causing her to be stressed all of the time. You know, it wasn't an outward stressor. It was an, it was an intrinsic stressor that we had to start working through or her adrenals are never going to get better. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, what, uh, you've touched on it a little bit here, uh, but what exactly is Reiki? Is it, it's working with energy. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. So it's working with the biofield and the energy body. Um, it really just helps you understand yourself on an energetic level. Um, it's definitely a little bit more of an abstract modality, but essentially when I work with people, you know, it's kind of like the laying on of hands, it runs, um, energy through similar channels as, uh, acupuncture and acupressure. And, you know, it's like this life force energy that gets pretty much ignored in Western medicine, Mm -hmm. but you know, if you've ever had acupuncture, if you've ever done anything like that, you know, you know how like interesting that feels during. And this really is kind of a foundation for health, you know, like uh, energy running in the body in the ways that it's meant to and not having blockages and, and stuff like that. And so those blockages can be like mental, emotional, like, I was talking about earlier, like with my stomach, like with my client's adrenals. And so with, with Reiki, you are endeavoring to restore the, the energy running through the energetic pathways the way that they are meant to. And it's also, there are things that come up, you know, it's kind of puts you into this brainwave state, like the theta brainwave state it's where it's the brainwave state we were in when we were young essentially when Mm. we were kind of creating all of our internal programs um it's it's the brainwave state where we're the closest to the subconscious um you know next to delta delta is like when we're sleeping and dreaming and and theta is kind of like that that twilight area right when you wake up when you're the Mm -hmm. most kind of like impressionable when they tell you to do your meditation um so reiki puts you in the theta brainwave state so while we are you know endeavoring to move this energy through the energetic pathways of the body, there's also this kind of like deep awareness happening um, where you can have, you know, these realizations about how you're really feeling, what you really want, um, you know, what's really bothering you (laughs) underneath it all. Uh, Yeah. It's it's a great tool for self-discovery and, you know, working on the energetic layer of health. Um, it's just fascinating. I, uh, I know that I need to work more with that kind of stuff myself. I don't take enough time and that's something I think, uh, is prevalent in the Western world. Yeah, definitely prevalent. (laughs) Definitely a big issue here. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Is there any last things you wanted to share with uh, the listeners before we moved on? I guess one kind of takeaway that I wanted to leave people with Please. Um, something that you can do with, that you can do at home to kind of 
figure out if you have any food sensitivities um, to tell if your body is in balance. Uh, yeah, just some, like an easy thing that you can do at home. There, it's called testing your pH. <laughs> okay. And you can get pH strips that are calibrated for you know the pH of the body, which is you know perfect pH in the body is six point four. Okay. So um, you know the pH strips would be of the range like five point five to like eight or something. And so um, you know you take these pH strips, you test your saliva, you test your urine in the morning when you wake up, and if you're outside of that six point 6.2 to 6.6 is like healthy range. If you're outside of that, uh, you probably have food sensitivities <laughs> gotcha. or like a buildup of toxins and like dysbiosis stuff going on there. So that's kind of like a really easy at home, you know, diagnostic tool that you can use to just kind of see where you're at. Um, and also with the pH, you know, if you're outside of that range, you're actually unable to absorb the full range of vitamins and minerals. Hmm. Um, you know, each step outside of range, you lose a mineral pretty much. The first one being iodine. Interesting. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Um, what's the best place for people to find out more about you and your practice, especially if they're in the Austin area and want to, you know, get together with you? Sure. Yeah. So I actually, uh, accept functional medicine clients, uh, all over the country. Uh I'm, fully telehealth enabled. Um, I work with some different labs and functional medicine labs where I can send out the tests to them. You know, it's mostly at home tests that they can send in to be evaluated and I get the test results. So I can work with people that way. Um, and some places you can find me, you know, my website is my practice is called honeydew health <laughs> and my website is called it's honeydew health dot care instead of dot com okay. i'll be leaving <laughs> uh, a link for that uh in the show notes as well so people can find you from there oh thank you yeah um you can also find me on instagram at honeydew and then there's an x and then health so an x between honeydew and health Perfect. and then that's my handle yeah awesome. and i um the way that i generally work with people you know if anyone is interested in that uh, contact me. We hop on a call. Um, I kind of see what's coming up for you. And then, you know, we just have a chat about how best I can support you, whether that's me working with you, whether I'm the right practitioner for you or whether that's like me finding or giving you recommendations or like helping you find the right practitioner for you. So, well, thank you again. This has been a great conversation and I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. I realize how much more there is that I don't know whenever I speak to a professional like Chelsea. I want to thank her and also give a special thanks to all of our listeners. You are the reason I'm doing this. Please tell your friends about us, follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever else you're listening, and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Every podcast says that because it really does help with visibility. You can also support us on Patreon or connect with us on the social media of your choice. We are at Awakened Exchanges on Facebook and Instagram and at Awaken Exchanges on Twitter. Thanks again and have a blessed day.